Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. One of the effects or consequences of sin, both original sin and, and our own personal sins, is to separate or divide what God originally intended to be united. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they, they lost their communion with God. They were separated or alienated from the Lord. Right? They became uh, alienated from one another. Sin harms our relationships, not only with God, uh, but with one another. It creates division and tension in our own hearts. We become torn uh, and divided. Sin ultimately leads to the greatest separation, death, right? Death is uh, the separation of our body and our soul, right? What God originally intended to be united, sin separates. And this tendency of fallen creation and fallen humanity uh, to bring about separation and division is one that uh, we need to be aware of and on guard against, because it can even enter into the practice of our faith, uh, the practice of our religion. And this is why uh, the the Catholic mindset uh, is usually both and. You know, it can be easy to kind of set up a false dichotomy. uh, We have to pick one thing or the other, right? But our faith is usually a both and, not an either or. So for example, we believe in scripture and tradition. You don't pick one or the other, it's both. We believe in faith and works, united together. And we believe that God created us as body and soul. And both are good, and both need to be purified. And this tendency to uh, overemphasize one thing or the other uh, is the, the trap that the Pharisees often fell into and one of the things that Jesus would criticize them for regularly and we hear about that in the gospel today right? that Jesus criticizes them for their hypocrisy because they were almost exclusively focused upon the exterior practices of their faith, of striving to keep the exterior commandments of the Lord and all of these different ritual washings and purifications, but they weren't striving to do so with purity of heart. And so Jesus uh, says that, uh, quoting Isaiah, that they ought, this people honors God with their lips, but their heart is far from him. And so they were too focused upon the exterior without really uh, entering into those practices uh, with a heart that was seeking to worship the Lord. So that's one extreme is to kind of uh, focus on the exterior to the exclusion of the interior, uh, the spiritual. There's actually another error, another extreme that sometimes is prevalent in our own society, and that's to kind of exclusively focus upon the interior or the spiritual to the exclusion of the exterior. And so perhaps you've heard somebody say it's, it's becoming uh, more prevalent in our society today. Well, I'm spiritual, but not religious. And that's kind of the idea is that, well, I'm a spiritual person and I, you know, I I believe in spiritual things, but I don't belong to a religion. I don't go to church. I don't need to, you know, do any of those things to have a a spiritual spirituality. 
But again, we see that's uh, emphasizing the interior to the exclusion of the exterior. But it's both and. We're body and soul, and we're called to worship God with our body and our soul. And so this is an important reminder uh, for us as Catholics, because as Catholics, we have lots of practices, right? Lots of observances and lots of devotions and traditions, uh, things that we do, right? And they're good and they're helpful and they're necessary for the practice of our faith, right? Because we need to engage our body. We need to engage uh, our mind and and our words uh, and in these things. But I think we also all know that it can be so easy to sometimes do them a bit mindlessly or just really not paying attention to what we're doing or we're just doing it from from memory and our heart may not always be in it. And we need to strive to always live out our faith uh, with a true heart that is seeking the Lord, that is striving to worship him in spirit and in truth. And I want to apply this in a a more particular way to what we're doing right now, to Mass, to the Holy Sacrifice. Over the last four or five weeks, Father Jarrett's been uh, speaking and preaching about the Mass and going through the Mass and the different rituals and what they mean and why we do them. One of the biggest concerns and desires of of the Church for the last really over a hundred years is that the faithful would actively participate in the sacred liturgy, that we would really enter into the mysteries that we're celebrating, that we would know what we're doing and why we're doing it, and that we would truly be present and intentional in the liturgy and worship God with our whole mind and our whole heart. But sometimes we can wonder or or ask, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to really, truly, actively participate in the Mass. And it has two components, right? Because we're both body and soul. And so there's an exterior and an interior aspect of participating in the Mass. So exteriorly is a bit more obvious, and that's what we're a bit more familiar with, you know? We stand up, and we sit down, and we kneel, and we make the sign of the cross, and we uh, have certain bodily postures, and we respond. Uh, We sing. We participate in various ministries. These are all things that we do kind of exteriorly that are part of participating in the Mass. But again, I think if if we're all honest, we we can all admit that sometimes we may be kind of going through some of those motions uh, without really our whole heart being in it. And that's just a human reality. You know, we get distracted or we just kind of respond from memory. But the true participation... that the Lord desires for his people in this holy sacrifice is interior. It's a participation of the mind and the heart to what's really happening during Mass. And what is that? What is the essence of what we're doing here? Well, the Mass is the representation, the making present in time here and now of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. The Mass is the sacrifice of our Lord on Calvary. And we get to come and be present for that sacrifice and participate in it. But how do we do that? Well, the Lord has given us a model. He's given us an icon, an exemplar of what it means to truly participate in the sacrifice of our Lord. And that model that we're called to look to 
is Our Lady at the foot of the cross. Right? Mary at the foot of the cross is as humanly possible perfectly participating in the sacrifice of our Lord. She is actively uniting herself with what Jesus was doing on the cross. That's true interior active participation because from the outside, what was Mary doing at the foot of the cross? She wasn't doing anything, right? But she was truly active in the real sense of that word, uniting herself with her son. And that's what God wants for all of us. When we come to Mass, yes, we're called to participate exteriorly because we are bodily creatures and our body needs to be involved with the worship of God. But we must always strive for true interior spiritual participation. We're called to bring our whole lives to Mass, our our joys and our sorrows, our fears and our hopes, our prayers, our petitions, our gratitude, everything that we are. We bring it to Mass and in union with Our Lady, we unite it with Christ on the cross, we unite it with Christ on the altar, and we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord. That's what it means to truly actively participate in this holy sacrifice. Just to close with one final thought. You know, it's easy for us, I think, sometimes to look out into the world, to maybe look at our own lives or at at whatever level, and we can pretty easily see all of the problems. You know, there are real big problems in in the church, in our country, uh, and around the world. And sometimes those problems can be discouraging and disheartening, and they can lead to fear and doubt and confusion. And we can wonder sometimes, like, what can I do? What can I do to really help uh, bring a solution uh, to those problems? And you're doing it right now. The Mass is without question the greatest power on earth. It is without question the greatest force for good on earth. The Mass is the infinite sacrifice of Christ. It has infinite power to bring about renewal and transformation in our own lives, in our families, in our community, our parish, our country, and even around the whole world to truly bring about the kingdom of God, to to truly uh, build up the body of Christ and the church, to bring about the peace and the justice and the harmony that we all long for. And if we come to Mass truly striving to actively participate, to worship God with our whole heart, then we will be really contributing uh, to that force of good uh, for the world. And we will begin to experience more and more the real power of the Mass. It's the power of Christ on the cross. It's, It's the power of God that works our salvation and the salvation of the whole world.